Welcome back to Friends Like Us. Marina Franklin here, your host. Ready for the new year. It's 2024. This is our first episode of the new year. Pew, pew, pew. This week on Friends. Oh, I love it. It's all comedians in the house. Welcome returning friends, Vanessa Fraction. Vanessa is a talented and hilarious comedian, actress, and writer who has made her mark in various forms of entertainment. She can currently be heard as a co-host on the Nappy Boy Radio podcast hosted by T-Pain and seen in the movie Praise This on Peacock. Also, welcome back, Kanice Mobley. Kanice performed stand-up comedy around the world and made her late-night debut on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. She hosts Complexify, Love About Town, an interview and relationship podcast, and Make Yourself Cry, all available on Planet Scum. Also, welcome back, Pat Brown. Pat has a comedy special. It's called The Pat Brown Sex Tape, available now on YouTube on her channel. It's Pat Brown Comedy. She tours with Tracy Morgan, and she's a writer for the VMAs. She's written for the ESPYs and NFL Honors. It's a great episode to start the new year. It's a lot of comedy. One of the funniest episodes for the new year so far. Ha ha ha. I mean, I love listening to this episode, so you will too. You can hear us on Google Podcasts now, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. Review and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. Make sure you turn on the auto download function for Friends Like Us on Apple Podcasts. You can email us at friendslikeuspodcast at gmail. Instagram is friendslikeuspodcast and Twitter is friendslikeustin. Become more than a friend. Leave us a tip or donation by going to our Patreon page. Go to Patreon backslash friendslikeus. Special shout out to our Patreon friends. It's because of you we keep going. And now, for our golden friends, you have the option to watch our recordings live backstage. We record every Monday. Go to Patreon backslash Friends Like Us and be golden. Merch is available. We have t-shirts, hoodies. Get your hoodies for the holiday season. Coffee mugs, face masks, and tank tops. They're all available. Just go to MarinaFranklin.com. Saturdays on my YouTube channel, I go live with my wacky friend Dave Juskow. Check it out. Go to my YouTube channel. We give updates to the show we shout out fans who leaves us reviews and we have surprise guest friends from the podcast stop by and sometimes we offer free stuff like tickets to comedy shows with friends like us it will help you feel not so alone because more content it's on the way tell a friend you know to check us out stay safe wash those dirty little hands be nice and black lives matter welcome to friends like us I'm Marina Franklin here for you. I've got four good friends in the new year. I've got the best. It's a great way to cheer. I've got Kanice Mobley. She's my young star, even though she doesn't admit that she's young so far. And Vanessa, Vanessa. oh, Vanessa Fraction. Hello, everybody. When you do the math, it's a funny lady. That's Vanessa Fraction and Pat Brown. Where have you been? She's our fan favorite. Where the hell have you been? Pat Brown. Pat Brown. Check out her sexy sex tape. Yeah. Seems like you could Ooh. find something to ride with Pat or Brown. Yeah. Seems like you probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, everybody. 
to the new year 2024. I'm going to ask you all what you're thinking about in the new year. Like we have this really great article about diversity policies. I say it's wonderful because I put it in. What do you think about 2024? Are you hopeful? How do you feel? I'll go with you, Kanice. I'm trying to set intentions. So like even New Year's Day plan is to like have an intention setting day with like vision boarding and collaging and like healthy snacks and stuff like that. And I I do a clothing swap because I'm trying to get stuff I don't wear anymore out of my house. But it is about clearing out the things that are no longer serving me, stating clearly what I want and then working towards those things. So in the new year, it's about intention. It's such a hard thing to state clearly what you want. I keep getting that question from people. I'm like, I thought I said it. You got you to be able to say it lots of different ways for yes, people to get it. There it is. And that vision board is correct. I have one, but there's some white people on this vision board. I got to get them off. <laughs> it feels like you want eucalyptus. And, um, that's your vision board. Is you? Oh, that's my background. That's what we see. But my vision board is actually... Oh, okay. Oh, is that, are those the step? That's my agent's son, kids. Oh, <laughs> that's that's his kids. That's you want to be in a Will Ferrell, Ferrell movie? Yeah. What is this? I know, right? It's hilarious. I gotta watch where I put that that card. Actually, you're right. I might end up with two white kids I, by accident or something. It's it's, it's, it's awesome with context. <laughs> Vanessa, what about you? I, um, when you asked the question, you said, you gave us something that made me lend to what you thought, like, um, of the world, kind of like, yeah, what's the new year bring for Mm -hmm. the world kind of thing, which almost depressed me. Um, (laughs) Because there's so much craziness going on. I'm not really sure what the world going to do. And so I'll have to get into my Kanice bag and say pretty similarly that, you know, setting intentions, which I have already done. I like to start a little bit early, you know what I mean? Or whatever. I start before the new year, setting those intentions and stuff like that. So I'm kind of already doing them now that we're in it into 24. But um, I actually honestly forgot the question to answer it fully. What is your view of the 2024? (laughs) Are you hopeful? Oh, yeah. What's my view? That's what confused me because I was like, what's my worldview? What's my personal view? My personal view is awesomeness. Yes. I turned 44 this go round or whatever. Well, you know, it was in 23, but I'll be 44 most of 24. And so I was trying to get that rhyming thing going and saying so much more in 24 now that I'm 44. And if if you're watching the video, you'll see me shaking my breast vigorously as I say these (laughs) things. I don't know if you can tell by my voice that I'm shaking my breast, but I am. Because like you get that kind of cocky confidence of, You know, I'm feeling good about myself. I'm feeling good about what I'm doing and I'm finding the love and the lessons and everything. And like you say, I might not be there right now because I'm drinking a glass of wine at one o'clock in the afternoon, but I'm in more fruits and vegetables and healthiness and, and, and having more fun with myself. You know, I can laugh at the fact that I'm having wine right now. Like I'm not going to beat myself up about it. And if I want to change that thing, you know, and not do it, then I just won't. And I'll just go, girl, girl, go put that down. You know what I mean? Just being more 
lighthearted, having more, more fun. And, um, and also with that fun, cause it's fun to uh, reach your goals. So as back to what Kenise was saying about those vision boards, which I've had all the pieces to my vision board. And sometimes I just look at the cutouts, but they're not organized <laughs> in a, in a thing, but they're all in this envelope. And sometimes I just kind of go through the envelope of I pictures, love that. even though they're not on the board yet. So I just, um, I don't know, closing out the year, it was really good and peaceful. And so I just feel come, you know, as we're into this new one, it's just, I, I don't know, I'm open to the endless possibilities, but I'm also, like you said, of being very intentional about my mood, being very intentional about getting to the bare bones of what I want. And sometimes like when you say it's hard to state what I want, I'll start with the bigger thing and then I'll start breaking it down a little bit more. Like I might say, I want a harmonious um, home life with my husband and um, our children. You know what I'm saying? That kind of thing. And then some of our kids don't even live here or talk to us. So maybe I'll just break it down even more (laughs) than that. And, and, and say some more like and, and to get that, I'm going to do this, this, this and this thing, you know, or whatever. But sometimes I don't do that because I just I don't know the how. I just know the what I know what I want and the universe will figure out how I'll get it. And so I just continue to stick with the, you know, what I want and be grateful for what I have I I've <laughs> spoken enough. Sure. I love it. Pat. And oh, and I agree. I think that's great what you're saying. Well, um, long as you agree with her, then uh, she's fine. She's all right. I, was, I need to be Oprah here for a second. And, uh, you do have that color purple in her background. I'm so sorry to interrupt. I will see the new color purple. And, I, you know, when I was sitting in the theater and I saw the the trailer for the new color purple, and I was like, oh, why do they have to remake it? It's such a classic. And uh, it's a beautiful movie. Of course, Christmas is coming, so we got to all watch Color Purple because really? that's what I, I do around Christmas is to watch Color Purple. But I want to see the uh, the new one because of these new sets of uh, Black women stars. And I wanted to say this to you or anybody that's making goals. Uh, anything that you go that you have to make it, you have to make it quantifiable. So, uh, for example, when you say, you know, you want harmony in your home with your kids and your husband, that's, you don't know, how do you grade that? So it could be something more quantifiable. It's like, I would like to talk to my kids once a week and a, and not focus on any problems or whatever, whatever. So that's quantifiable. You can say, oh, I did talk to them once a week or something like that. So it has to be a quantifiable Go and I need That's to say the actionable that. thing, but I think that if I do that, I could also upset myself. <laughs> because what if I don't? No, no, but I'm saying talk if whatever. The, no, I'm saying whatever the because harmony might be me not goal, talking to them. Well, that's my point. I need to not talk to I my just kids once feel a good. week. So <laughs> no, but I'm saying, but feeling good is not quantifiable. Uh, not. You know, feeling good might be like. Uh, it's not. It's not quantifiable. So maybe doing uh, something like saying, drinking. I mean, not quantifiable to anybody. <laughs> It's not quantifiable to anybody else. You could say, oh, I was at a level six or seven yesterday, or maybe mm-hmm. it wasn't a five and a half, but something quantifiable is your action. Yesterday, I took a walk, which makes me feel good. So I'm going to walk three, four times a week because every time I walk, it makes me feel good. You can you can measure how many times you walk a week as opposed to if you're if if my high was high enough or was my low really low or anything like that that's well, what I, the, I mean by quantifiable the way I, I don't want to I want you to say what your things are then can we come back to this 
Oh, uh, that's on Marina. No, no, wait, go ahead. Uh, no, no, you Marina, because I didn't want to. I really want to hear what you feel uh, about the new uh, year, but no, I actually in, do want to like go. dig into oh, what you're I'm saying. Not. Oh, you said I can go in because I was going to uh, say the I'm, way I quantify the happiness is for me because I know me, mm-hmm. and this is, could be different for different people. But I do, first of all, agree with what you're saying about. Uh, the setting the goal, like when I do set goals, because this is more of I just set an intention. The intention is to be harmonious. The goal is what you're saying. And so sometimes I don't. The, um, and I think if I didn't say that I was setting more of an intention than a goal, because a goal does have a date to it or a quantifiable thing and that kind of thing. So I guess my intention is to have a harmonious blah, 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 like I said, and then sometimes I'll leave off the goal or put that somewhere else because I have other goals for the day. So my goal for the day or the week might be, let me call my kids, blah, blah, blah. And, and probably because I set that intention, that's what helped me to know what my goals are. So I'm not leaving off what you're saying. I think I just want to break it down a little bit more. So I, I do ahead, agree Pat. with Respond. you. <laughs> oh, and the Jetson fact that I needed to say to all, everybody that's on here, Happy New Year. And the Jetson fact was, George Jefferson was born on the show. His birthday was seven, I think it's 731, 2022. So George Jefferson was born George in Jetson? 2022. George Jetson. Jetson, thank you. Uh, oh, because yeah, I was like, Jefferson. are we moving on up? I was not sure. No, what no, we no, were no, doing. no, no. We moving into the, the new millennia. So my thing is from uh for the new year, I um I'm Yay! engaged. And so Woo! Um, you mean to be married? I don't know what other engagement there is. <laughs> I'm like, what? Oh, I think yeah. I'm not excited. I'm so Yeah, sorry. she put it up on no, social media. Thank you for being excited. Um, I didn't know that. I'm so happy for you. And, and uh, because I've lived by myself for um, a little while, I, 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 my, my goal is, or my desire for myself is to be flexible. My going into a relationship with Beautiful a woman, woman and way. living with her and just she's yeah, fine she's kind of cute oh um, she's fine oh yeah go ahead mm. pat thank you marina uh so just to be flexible and that's we're we're talking about that and i feel like as a person that is older too that's what the thing that you want to be you want to be flexible in the world i i, I was watching a comedian i want to say his name yesterday and uh, allow me to digress for a little bit. But he was talking about, don't you hate it? And all these people are doing this now and they on the internet and they taking selfies. And I'm thinking to myself, that's just progress. The world made progress and people are living their lives based on the, these new innovations. And we can't, we can't be flexible about what is new and entertaining to people that is not that are not our ages anymore. And I just I just found it so almost kind of gross that we we as um, older and I'm Generation X Xers are not flexible in, in seeing how uh, this new generation is is decided to you know, define themselves. And I just I, I found it just. And I feel like that's a lot of the uh, older people are starting to go into this conservative mind thought. It's like our generation was the best. This is this. And no one generation was best. And no one person is the best. Our ideology is the best. And so I just felt like that was another um, another uh, situation where I feel like there's 
people are not are inflexible to change in the world. That's a great way. And that's the one thing that you have to be is is like water. You have to be flexible. And that's how you I think you grow and you progress. And I agree, Pat. Uh, Look, I'm just going to agree the whole show. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, this to be this was a conversation that has been going on for the past week with this. And we Vanessa, you've been on when we've talked about social media and how we didn't sign up for this. And um, one of the conversations is the agents are going, hey, what are you doing with your social media? Like, that's the conversation for real, for real. And someone said, listen, this train is going. You ain't going to stop it. People are going on social media. That's how young people are consuming entertainment. You either go with it or not. But the other argument was adapt adapt or or die. die. But the other argument was we still have to question it and look at it still. Is it good for us? And I thought, hmm, now that's an interesting point too, because sometimes you could go with things too much and not really look at it and go, is it actually healthy? And I think looking at it is important because you can see how social media consumption for young people has led to some depression, right? So while we're progressing, always look at it. But I think in the 2024, what you said, Pat, was really important is that, you know, things are changing, And you got to, you know, older people do that. We go, oh, it wasn't like this when we were young. Well, I I feel myself, it is really hard as you get older. I'm in my 50s. It is really, I know I look amazing. Thanks. (laughs) You do myself. But it is harder. It gets harder and harder and harder to accept the changes. And I think in 2024, for me, that is one of the things I'm going to be working on is allowing some of these new things into my life and being okay with it. I could look at it, but you know what? Be okay with it. It's like, come on, this is where we're going. It's fine. So I, that's such an important thing. Go ahead, Kenise. I wanted to ask, what are the new things that in particular you're like, oh, I want to bring this into my life. I want to experiment with this. I want to try this out. For me? Yeah, for me, it's just the things that I've been doing is allowing myself to post on social media, use it as a platform that can progress my career. These are things that I detest, but I am doing it and it's working. It is actually working. You know, someone said we want the gatekeepers back. And I'll open that up to all of you before we get into these real hot topics, but they were like, you know what? I think we gonna need some of these gatekeepers back because it's out of control with social media. Like, because social media is exp- is sh- starting to redefine stand up comedy in a sense of it not being what we think it is or the level of quality that it should be. <clears throat> so I'll go That's to you, Pat, because I cut you off. Oh. Well, I, I, can, can, oh, go, go, Pat, go. I'll say this, and uh, I agree with Chappelle on this point. The stand up comedy that I enjoy is this stand-up comedy where people have put in the work and they've refined their comedy to the point that it's, it is the apex of the best punchline I can come up with with this joke. And I feel like a lot of the comics now, they get to a almost just a basic level of funny, but they never try to amplify or to improve on that. And so the, I, I think that's why the specials are not special anymore because they're and, and also the industry, too, is there you got if you got 100 million people watching you, the, the industry just wants you to put out something. Let's get 
let's uh, get these people out, get get you out there while these people are, you know, they're they're on your coattails. And I and I understand the philosophy of it, but I'm the product you're putting out is not the best product. But I will say, and to your point, Marina, if you're putting out stuff, I I think, and I, that's what I'm doing too. I think we will find our tribe. And our tribe might not be though that hundred million, but it's so many more people out there for us that that's the audience that we're are looking for my my material, your material, what we bring to the stage. And so I don't get lost in Matt Rice is doing what he does, uh, and I don't get upset about him doing what he does because I'll never be a um a, a sex symbol <laughs> white boy, and he'll never be a, a black woman that has seen the world and so I bring my experience into it and I bring my my acumen to it and and let the cars fall where they may. I just need my find my tribe. And I think social media gives us the best opportunity to do that right now. I've been holding my tongue because y'all have said so much mouthful business up in here today. And I say that I agree with a heck of a lot of um, what everybody is saying. But I first wanted to comment on the fact of your engagement, Pat Brown. I've known you a very long time and I wanted to especially say congratulations to you, my dear. Thank I mean, you, I mean baby. that from I the bottom you. of my heart, sweetheart. And I can <clears throat> tell the love all inside you, you because you do not sound, this about, I just want to be flexible in this new year. That sounds like a woman in love, child. Talking about <laughs> all this flexibility <laughs> and all uh, this, this and that. Like I said, <laughs> this thing is full on love bird. I, I just absolutely adore it. And I can agree uh, with everybody in the fact that I am flexible, but I'm also standing on my own because there are still some things as a 44 year old black woman that I hate that people do nowadays. You know, I'm not going to ever adhere to it. And that's OK. You need a balance. So you need me. You need me rolling my eyes at you when you talking on your phone, on speakerphone out loud, just because, you know, we have it available to us. And I'm used to people going home and having private conversations. <laughs> I'm not going to be that flexible. I don't like it. I'm not going to like people coming on a plane with a phone on or whatever while I'm trying to peacefully. You're invading my privacy. I'm not going to like all this new age shit. Now, I'm just not going to do it. And I will stand for every grumpy, older, bitter person that needs to be stood for because that's just what I'm on right now. And I've paid my dues and had experiences enough to, to, to talk my shit in my head. I don't always voice it. And I think there's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. But the, the only point but I would I feel say how about, I feel. No, no, yeah, but the only point what I, what I say about that, people haven't changed. The, their technologies have changed. So those people that are infringing on people's peace, we had those too. Remember the guys that used to come up and down the street with the boom boxes? And you're like, well, damn, I don't need a, mm -hmm. a house party. In, they were you know, out there. In my, they were out there. Uh, my right, dad on, was one on, of them. He used to have a boom box on exactly, his shoulder. He so, was one of I them. Mean, I know what you speak of. <laughs> Mm -hmm. and, and so the difference now that is this just the difference in their toys, but they're it could the be same. it could be, but it's a lot more of it's it. It's the difference but, um, in the toys. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to so hit it and quit it. Yeah, but no, I'm no, saying no, we no, still no. got those people are haven't changed. We're we human nature hasn't changed. We just sure. our toys have changed. Sure, but I will say that I do believe in this. We were speaking on um, the last time I was on when we were talking about social media and stuff like that. Where I am, I have a sense of flexibility because that's the word of the day so far. I do have a <laughs> sense of flexibility. I still am okay with saying this isn't 
my favorite medium. And like, I still will do work in a different way. And so where we were speaking about development of jokes and stuff like that, no, I might not um, post my uh, jokes and stuff like that online right now. Maybe in a couple years I will because I'll have completed some things that I wanted to complete, you know, or whatever. And then it'll be more freely to post different things or whatever my particular system is. But my system works for me. Like, maybe I'm not posting all the time, but I am booking movies. I am booking television, which other people may may or may not. And I don't really judge myself against other people. I really just, you know, try to continue to hit these um, personal goals. Now, of course, human nature, we look at what the the real numbers are and stuff like that. But um, that doesn't mean that my timing isn't still timed out to to do the things that I want to do in this life. So I don't, again, my little thing of just still having fun with it. If I post, oh, yay, Vanessa, you posted today. If I don't, I'm not finished it on myself. That's okay, because I also know that I was reading these books and I was practicing my French and I was doing this other stuff and I was spending time with my husband and I was spending time with my child and I was doing all the, as long as I am productive and I can feel good before, when I lay my head down at night, I can't I don't I can't think about just that. I know it's a big factor in our lives, way bigger than it's ever anything else has ever really been. I think it's still um, I found my my peace with it and whatever. You know, and yeah, I, I wanted I to say this earlier um, when you were talking about having a drink at a certain time. You were reminding me of of someone we lost in 2023, Jimmy Buffett, who said, I think he said it's five o'clock somewhere. So, hey, have your drink. What's that, that mean? means like if, like if I, you think it's early in the day, it's five o'clock somewhere, you know, because some people wait. Oh, no, no. I think I was just I don't know why I said that earlier, but I have I'm a, I'm a Bloody Mary girl, which normally happens quite early in the morning. Whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Again, I don't judge, man. I enjoy but I just me. I just think it's <laughs> a fun um, little I, I also like to balance cool. myself. Like, it's, a, it's such a cute oh, one. Yeah, that no, I, no. I, I, I live by it then. <laughs> I just think it's such a cute little quote when someone's drinking during the afternoon. They're like, hey, it's five o'clock somewhere. So what? It probably, I wonder where it's five o'clock at right now. I should look that up because I'm down. Hawaii. It's probably Hawaii. Oh, Hawaii? Well, then I'm in good time. It's five o'clock in London in in Italy. (laughs) Girl, you're right. I just... I just came from Hawaii. You're right. They were five hours ahead of us. Oh, okay. So then I'll, Andre, I'll take it. I'll I take didn't it. put this in, but mm-hmm. we lost a really great actor. We've lost a lot of people in 2023. We lost we Tina have. Turner. Andre Brower. Yeah, Andre Brower, Tina Turner. Andre yeah. Brower, though, we just, I was like, sometimes when it's right on the cusp of a new year and we lose someone, I'm like, no. And he was so such an amazing actor with such diversity. And I, I actually met him years ago when I was studying the theater at the Syracuse. Do, do you give him extra points for being married to a, a black woman? I met her. I, well, you know, is, is, is this is this death? If it's death, is this death more tragic because he? he I was going to say though that I met uh, her behind. in Syracuse. <laughs> And I didn't remember it until actually he passed and I saw the pictures of her and I was like, oh, that's right. I remember the moment that I met her. She was in a play that we were doing for Syracuse stage. I was actually one of the assistant ADs. And I remember their relationship as a, as you were saying, Pat, as a, just this beautiful black couple, like, you know, what do you, whatever you do, I don't judge, but it just was one of those things where I was like, look at them. They're both talented. They're both like, I don't, I don't judge, but I give points. I, they're both young and aspirational <laughs> and coming up. And I just thought to myself, 
Oh my god, I I was hoping that someday I could sort of like have that type, but it never happened for me. But it's just like when he passed, it was one of those things that I just uh I reflected upon that relationship and them as people in the arts coming up, supporting each other, always being there for each other and being just extremely talented individuals. So I don't know. I don't know. Can yeah. since you're, can you unmute? Did you, were you a fan of his work? I, I'm sorry. Cause I keep, I feel like I keep blasting you guys away by being too loud. And I, I lowered my volume it's and I'm right. sorry. Yes. I was a fan of his work. I've seen, I think every episode of Brooklyn nine, nine. And I really like the way that he is funny because there are every, it's a comedy show. Everyone on there has comedy chops and they all do comedy in different ways. But the way that he does it, which is very straight, it's never like him being lower status in any way. It's always him being a very powerful man, but just doing silly things or just reacting to the silly things that are going on around him. And sometimes I think of that as like, hey, you often pursue comedy in this way, but there's this other way of being exceptionally funny. Thank you. Yes. Vanessa? Agreed. Agreed. I think this is a really good day of agreeance. Um, number one, I want to agree with Pat when she says I don't judge, but I do give points. Um, <laughs> like I kind of won't take anything away from you. I'm not. There's this baseline saying of respect that I give people, but then you can get above that by getting these points. Everybody's right here with the respect, but so I don't judge. Oh, but there's some points absolutely. where I where you can go up. And I believe above, you. Know, I love that. And then uh, as Kanice was saying, yes, he definitely reminds me of that. There are different ways to do it and masterfully. So I absolutely love that. And yes, I definitely respect his career. Glory. From the glory yeah. days. And the way that he would make me hate him sometimes. Because his character, yeah. Like in the mist. Yeah, his character where I'd be like, I will punch the shit out of this person. In that, in that supermarket when I was like, why don't you shut up? Why, why is you acting like that? Or whatever, that kind of thing. Or get on the bus. And I was like, oh my God, he get on my nerves. But that, to me, is also a very strong power that you can make me. And then again, then I, now I adore you because you're this character or whatever. Or the intensity. <laughs> These mics today. It's just I'm your really hair was hitting the mic when you were talking. I can't, <laughs> and I can't take that like out. Doing all this. But go ahead. Yeah, That's I'm right. sorry about that, but um, also with his intensity in <laughs> the uh, police drama that he was in for so many years. The name homicide? The was it Homicide? Yeah. Homicide. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Ugh, so. What a loss. Phenomenal. And to the theater, like you say, there's there goes those points. Like I'm a an actress, I have credits, that kind of thing. But I didn't, you know, I stopped going doing the theater. And like I didn't come from the theater. I don't have a degree from Juilliard or anything of that name. Like I have a lot of experience with the stage, and so I respect a lot, and also give a few more points to those that uh, that studied it and, and made that a lifestyle, and, and 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 respect the art, the history, and draw from it, yes. and so forth. So, Pat, did you have any about Ansh? Did you follow him or? I, I just always liked that he always added a certain amount of gravitas to anything that he portrayed. Uh, you could tell he was just a seasoned actor with just uh, excellent skills. And he brought that to bear in anything he played. And um, I just, it's, it's, you don't, I, I never followed him, but it was always pleasant because he was like, oh, this movie's going to be good. Uh, Andre Brower's in it. Oh, this, oh, he's in it? It's going to be good. So it was, it, like I said, he always brought a certain amount of gravitas to it. So it wasn't going to be 
it, it the quality of the 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 project was always heightened by the fact that he That's was That's a it. compliment we all want to get someday when we're in something, right? As an actor, mm-hmm. actress. It's it's like you're not just Absolutely. anybody showing up on camera. I mean, that's half of the reason we go to movies. Now it's like you go to movies because it's it Marvel is. comics. Anyway, diversity policies. Let's get into this. Face full out attack in 2024. Leading HR boss warns. This is The Guardian, which I love. Lauren Aratin. According to the president of the largest U.S. human resources organization in the United States, diversity, equity, and inclusion, which is also DEI policies within the U.S. companies, will come under this attack. John C. Taylor, Jr., president, chief executive of the Society of Human Resource Management, told reporters is going to become a hot button issue this year. As the national shift to be more inclusive that followed the murder of George Floyd in 2020 is already fading. He said, we're already seeing companies go away from it. Now, the reversal comes after the U.S. Supreme Court struck down affirmative action in higher education this summer, which is something I keep reminding people when they want to vote for Trump and they're black. Also, Taylor suggested the reset could be as strong as... um, the backlash against, get this, environmental social governance movement that was critical of fossil fuel industry. Texas in 2022 banned companies like BlackRock from doing business with the state because of their work with ESG investing. The backlash to DEI policy is already becoming clear. On Friday of uh, 2023... Let me just say that again. The backlash to DEI policy is already becoming clear. Elon Musk actually posted on his social media platform, formerly known as Twitter, that DEI must die, D-I-E. The point was to end discrimination, not replace it with different discrimination. So I'll go to you, Kanice, so you can unmute. What do you think of this? And we've been talking about this. We've seen it. It's not, it's not shocking. It's not shocking. I, I knew when I got the, so I meet with different people and they're like, oh, what they're looking for at this network is this. And suddenly the networks are all looking for like, not not taking place in a city, some real, some, some center of the country, something that appeals to everybody. And when all the networks start looking for that, I'm like, oh, okay. So we're getting rid of diversity stuff. We're not, we're not interested in these, these black people stories, these individual stories. We want another friends. We want another thing like that. I think that it is when it didn't, suddenly become a a tool to get a lot of money and something that made it so that they were differentiated in the space. They were like, never mind, we don't need these black people anyway. And they just get rid of their DEI work. Um, it's like, uh, I think there was a time when people I knew who worked in DEI were like, we are in demand. And now I see that they are looking for work. So I do not think it's going to get better uh, in the short term. I think in the long term, maybe, but in the short term, it's going to, we're going to see a lot of whiteness, a lot of whiteness, and they're not going to feel bad about it. I, uh, I agree. Vanessa or Pat? Well, yeah, I think they, they push back to the point that, uh, you know, 
when you can make it okay for white people to feel like they, they've been uh, victimized in some way, you can make them feel that way. And, and that victimhood is always based on suppressing black achievement, black advancement, then they're, they're okay with it. They'll tell you all day long, yeah, we, we should have equality, but equality, we never got that. So you're taking discrim- discrimination of over 400 years and then you you refer, you didn't do any policies to remedy that, and now it's um, now it's no policies whatsoever. And so those the power structure, which is still wholly white, is is going to do what it's been doing for four hundred years: is hiring only white. The, one of the quotes that I got from I forget her name. She she wrote the sixteen hundred project, and she was talking about the Harvard professor, and she said, you know, I'll, and everybody's coming out against the Harvard professor because, of course, she's a black woman, and, but they're making um, assertions about the, how she got the job. And he, uh, Hannah Nicole, I forget her name. She said, oh, so there's been I don't know um, fifty white male Harvard professors, but until we just got this one. Black woman professor, suddenly her job is she's not qualified for it. It couldn't have been that any 50 of those white men that no other ethnicity, no other gender, they want one or two or three or 10 or 20 of them couldn't be qualified. But as soon as you get a black woman, we question her her credentials. We question her, her intellect. We question why she's there. And so they do that at Harvard and all, all these other places, like a, that, that's what our affirmative action was about. We're not, we weren't, the people that, black people that are go to the higher education institutions weren't less qualified. It's just a, it's a finite number of people. They're not, if all of everybody's scores the same on the SAT, how do you choose? You choose based on if they're going to bring something new or different to the to to the atmosphere to the environment and that's being black that's being gay that's being different from what you have and so um like i said anytime that you can make white people feel good about that that they don't have to um that they don't have to make progress on racial issues then they're okay and with I, it. I i think you're right they are start what i love though is they are starting to go at them about legacies though so you're going to do affirmative action. Oh, yeah. I want them to. Yeah, let, let's do that. But like I said, if you if they're going to Clarence Thomas and his ilk, they'll figure out a way. They'll figure out a way to justify why they have legacies, but they don't have um, they don't have um, any other. They, they, they discontinue affirmative action, but they have legacy yeah. programs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah somebody's. Go ahead. Yeah. I think the fact that they have the legacy program speaks to what the issues are. People want to keep things the same. People don't really want different. They're comfortable in the spaces that they're in and they want their grandchildren to be comfortable in those same spaces. And that's why the DEI programs and stuff are important. Because as you said, it's not that I'm less qualified. It's just you won't look at me. I'm not going to be considered. I'm going to be, I'm going to be judged because where's their hair like that? They couldn't possibly know anything or who looks this certain way or whatever, just because that's not what, what your experiences are. You didn't grow up around it. And we have these, whether 
whether we want to admit it or not, these certain prejudices. And then for those of us saying that are diverse, we still have these prejudices about what who we think are smart. Sometimes we don't even think our own, I'm saying, are uh, have the right requirements. And that's especially, not especially, excuse me, but also, um, as Kenise was speaking, in our industry, in the entertainment industry, you definitely need those diversity programs where you might think, like, that's not going to be palatable. Everybody's not going to want to hear that story. And it's like, yes, they do. And it doesn't have to be everybody. It has to be enough people for you to make your numbers and you're going to make your numbers or whatever, even if you want to go it that way. And so we begin to have to go back to that old school thing of you got to be bigger, brighter, better. You've got to shine so much that you're a commodity and and no matter what, that, that they just cannot refuse you of these positions or whatever. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so-and-so just got a last name. Why I got to do all this extra jumping and shouting and jib- when this person isn't even qualified to be where I'm at. So there has to be some it's form also of economics, right? Because like something mm-hmm. I'm realizing now is that there's a lot of people in in our sector of I- entertainment that I that have legacy that had had legacies that I didn't know about that were kind of like running around our scene as if they're just like struggling like the rest of us, but they never were. And then I find out and I'm like, oh my God, you are related to who? And they are looked at, they're given a bump up, they're being pushed out. And it's like years ago, I'll never forget Todd Lynn saying this. He goes, ooh, we ain't got a chance. He had saw something. He didn't share what it was, but he had seen something about the way they were picking people. And he just knew right then. He was like, this has never been fair. This has never just been about talent. This is, and and it's not just about having even just the basic business level understanding of how to do stuff. It's also about legacy in Hollywood. Meritocracy is a myth that white people perpetrate on black people. And the reality is you hire from your, your pool of friends and family. So you're not actually going through 100 applications a lot of the times for the the top positions. You're hiring within your family. And I was going to say this about Harvard and a lot of the institutions that were around during slavery. You should have you should have a legacy program just for just for slaves, because that that Harvard was built on the backs of slaves. They've acknowledged it. They've actually put it in in, um, in their on campus history and, and and whatnot. So like if it's if it's I don't know how many like people get to Harvard, but if it's a hundred, these are slave slots. Descendants of slave slops. These are because we we wouldn't be where we are if it wasn't for the backs of, uh, of slavery. So these are 50 slave slops. If uh, and that's the slots. I'm sorry. It ain't about race. It's about. Huh? Can we call it? Can we not call it slave slops? I'm just saying. I mean, I'm not on the marketing. I'm on the ideas. Because I'm like, come on now. I don't know if I want to apply for that at the top of the thing. What you applying for the slave slots? I wouldn't apply for slave slots Can we call the descendant deed or something? I don't know. Just something else from the slave slots. Oh, nobody would apply for the slave slots. No, right. <laughs> uh-uh. That's how my great-great-granddaddy got messed up. Mm-mm. He applied for a slave slot. 
<laughs> I want to remind you all of the organization, um, the American Alliance that they attacked was the fearless, the firm Fearless Fund. The American Alliance for Equal Rights run by the conservative legal activist Edward Blum. That's that that asshole filed a lawsuit over the summer against the Atlanta based venture capital firm Fearless Fund, which focuses on funding companies run by women of color. In September, a federal appeals court in Georgia halted a Fearless Fund grant program that would have given 20000 in funding to black female, that's not even that much, to entrepreneurs. I listened to one of the, I think she, either she was a, a venture capitalist or she was advocating for black women. And she was talking about this very thing and her her point was, just like we were saying before, it's a matter of accessibility. Black women don't have access to the money people, which are white males. Black men do because they're men. And uh, usually black men, if they have success in other ventures, they will do. But, but black women, uh, we don't have access. And so that's what it gives you. It gives you access. And you're talking about when you're funding a a product of any kind or a venture of any kind, I might have a great idea. I mean, I have one of the best ideas, but if I can't, I don't have access to somebody or something that is going to fund this, then I don't get an opportunity where as just being a white woman, you have more access than we do. You being a black man, you have more access than we do. We literally are on the bottom of the total pole when it comes to access to funding for our projects. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all the conversation that Democrats need to remind people of in this election. It's an important year. And I hear way too many people talking about Trump that are black, that don't understand all this is this is what we're talking about. I mean, I hear. What was her name? What's something red? What's her name? <laughs> What's the, 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 is she a singer? My booty oh hole brown, is that the singer? Uh, uh, St. Louis Red, Red what I'm going to call her, because she ain't sexy. I'm going to call her St. Louis Red. Oh, yeah, okay. So, yeah, she's the one. And it's like, come on. The people that, like these black people that get uh, some notoriety, and they don't, they get a notoriety for their ability to sing or their ability to dance or play sports or whatever. And so, but never for their ability to read past the first paragraph of anything. You, you don't know shit. And then you tell the people, cause I got a check. So I know he did. You don't know shit. Quit talking about shit. And you stop don't know just about. thinking about yourself and leading or trying to influence people back. And you don't know nothing. I mean, like a lot of stuff that I heard her say is like, is refuted by so many people. And if she just, ask a question instead of thinking that look how different I am because I'm a be pro Trump. Oh yeah. And it's look at me. I'm not going to go. It's a along. very selfish world. And I do realize that a lot of people don't consider other people in situations. I mean, that's what the pandemic taught us. Even for myself, I had to, I realized a lot when I was like, stay at home. Not everyone can. Not, and by the way, at home no, is not safe right. for every child. Cut back on the libraries. The libraries is a rescue place for some children. Excuse me, Mr. Mayor. 
So, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. we don't really think about the entire picture because we're so selfish and we're so self-centered and we don't think about other people. So, but here's the thing is like, we have to really start thinking about us as black people as a whole. Like we need to bring that together. Like this one, this one article like really shocked me and I still don't holding out judgment until I know what really happened. But we do so much Mm -hmm. disservice to ourselves in the name of diversity too. We have that battle. Former Facebook diversity executive pleads guilty to stealing over four million from the company. Shade Room, I love Jadriana Solomon. Hey, Jadriana. Furlough Smiles, thirty-eight, worked as a lead strategist and global head of employee resource group and diversity engagement at Facebook between January twenty seventeen to September twenty twenty-one. However, she's been found for abusing her position for financial gain. She utilized her Facebook expense account to fund a luxurious lifestyle in Georgia and California. The woman allegedly linked her company credit cards to PayPal, Venmo, and Cash App. Then she used those cards to pay her underperformed services. Family, friends, and associates of furlough smiles would receive the payments and then return some of the money to her as a kickback or illegal compensation. Now, Vanessa, did you see some of these ho- homes or luxurious lifestyle that she was leaving? I might have. <laughs> oh, we all rub elbows here down in the A. So I'm sure Miss Smiles, Miss Furlough Smiles, might have been at one of the shows. Wouldn't be and surprised. She- I mean, if I had a whole bunch of money, I'd spend some on coming to see me. You know? <laughs> well, this is what I'm talking about. I'm so happy that she had a chance because we need access. How many times that we hear about white men stealing from the company millions and millions of dollars? We need access to steal that money. Too. <laughs> we need access. Why we just steal a yeah? We steal a McDonald's money when it's millions, millions, millions on of dollars table. on the table. Come on, on the table. We should be able to steal money like that too. It should be some black Barney Madoff or what's his name? But yeah, she burning. Hurt. Yes, yes. Burn, burn, burn. Yes, be some black. Bernie. That's what we, that's what we have. Bernie's she's hurting us because this was diversity. <laughs> Bernie Jackson. Yeah, exactly. Bernie Jackson. Uh, that's what yeah. we have reached equality when we can steal like them. Yeah, but we, we. Exactly. The that problem value. is, with the only problem with that, that is she was stealing from us too because it's diversity. Like, yeah, no, it's wasn't. a diversity organization. So like that, she was working no, she was right. She was she was she was working for Facebook. that was her job, just like HR is a job within Facebook. But she was stealing from Facebook because they are they are paying her um, was her account card. She's so stealing she's, from Facebook, but she's saying that those funds that she stole could yes. have gone to reputable companies and services for us to actually yes. benefit from one, because hopefully the service that you would have been sending money to w- was a diverse one or whatever and that they were providing services yeah. for diverse people and giving them opportunities that's probably why my facebook ain't jumping right <laughs> she now she was the you know, she should have had a committee reaching out strategist. to people like me, let me to teach let me, me just how say to it. make money on she facebook she was the lead strategist lead and strategist. global head of employee resource groups and diversity engagement so yes she was an important figure we need her 
She was supposed to been trying to engage me, and instead she was trying to engage her pocket. No, client. but I'm saying to engage you for employment and probably at Facebook. I get that. That's not necessarily uh, hire. She's not hiring people to. I thought that was to like get people other, to use um, Facebook or something. I don't know what her all her job description no, was, no, but to me it sounded to like to get to, more. To work at Facebook. No, but that's not saying she you don't know that. There was more than programs right. to support, like, yeah, employees, employees there. So, like, been employee that. resource groups and stuff like that to make it so that not just do we get black people in, but do we have, like, programs to support them once they're here? Yeah. Is it a negative environment? Strategies to keep yeah, them so there. Exactly. Important. Strategies to keep them there. And uh, so, but not let me pontificate because I don't really know exactly what she does but that's what yeah. I so I that's why I say I like I, the reason I push back on that I think it's funny what she said but I th- just think that sometimes <laughs> the, the comedy of it is hilarious but I like I feel like I was gonna get heckled if I did that joke on stage She's like well but really she hurts us well it's like boo because get her my out initial of here. response <laughs> To even like even my response to like the stealing that was going on, like when people were stealing and stuff, I was like, get your shit. But then I realized. Oh, my God, you're stealing from your own community. You're stealing from people who have to work in in that community. By the way, those are black individuals who work at those stores who are going to lose jobs. Those are senior citizens who have to go to the target that they just closed in Harlem that can no longer go to the one that's closer to them. So. When we steal in our neighborhoods, just go somewhere else. What you mean when we steal in our neighborhood? I thought she worked for Facebook. <laughs> what is she? Yeah. yeah, that's what I was saying. It's like you. I'm confused, <laughs> but no, no. I, what I, what I understand though, I can be I can be a little confused. But I also, what I understand is that I, I would have preferred her not be in yes. the Department of Diversity. Uh, <laughs> that that just makes it look the worst. Like you're supposed to be either bringing people, whatever your job description was, that has something to do with us. We would preferred you uh, working in some other department. And doing all that stealing. If yeah, you, you can steal, steal if you were just in the regular department. accounting department. Just be in general <laughs> accounting. <laughs> don't be in diversity accounting. They're like they're counting every contract and all this stuff to be like she stole four million dollars. Da 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 da. But I do want to see have they looked into with the same amount of scrutiny the other global heads at Facebook and seeing how often they're giving contracts to people they're related to, people within their community, people that they know personally, and how they benefit from making those deals. Because it's very frustrating to be like, she stole. And it's like, she did, I mean, she she probably paid people more than they needed to be paid for services and she selected they, people that, they that was didn't convenient. Provide but that's different than straight up like writing yourself a check for $4 million and being like, so long, sucker. <laughs> no, she, no, she stole. She stole. She, she stole. had Service her family and friends and paid them money. And then they, like, I pay you $5,000 and you give me 4000 and you keep 1000 That's right. what she was doing. For stuff you still didn't That's, do. You didn't do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, no, no. Fans come. These are literally her family. Family and friends, like I give you five grand, you give me four grand back, and you you take a thousand and walk away. We're doing it like phantom stuff. I think I could swear they use the word phantom in and that she wonderful did, article. Just so you know, yeah, and she so, did plead she, guilty to one count of wire yeah, fraud on did. December eleventh of twenty twenty three, and she ex- expected to be sentenced on March nineteenth of twenty twenty four. Her case follows a similar one this year, in which an Amazon worker was found to be defrauding the company of nearly. 10 million. I don't know who that. What's he in the diversity I department? I hope not. I hope he won diversity outreach. But I, hey, if you got an expensive account, 
People do Crazy they get away with murder on the I think the reason I also put this in is because yeah, of the DJ Envy story and Kiss Breakfast Club. And we have mm. to be careful because from twenty twenty to now, there's been a lot of help and push in helping people to learn how to invest their money, learning how to buy real estate. But along with that, there are scams of these people who are trying to show you. And I did notice early on in, I think even Yamanika brought it up when she was on the show, she felt something was off. I always listen the way people talk. I, you know, we're comics. So I can always tell whenever a man is speaking, especially I could always see there's a little bit of fraud in there. And I'm like, Hmm, (laughs) you don't need a thousand dollars for me to learn. Not, not a, not a month, dude. And join your organization. I, I can I can read my books and learn and figure this out. And you're you're like passive learning. I'll listen to your podcast. But to give you like, I've I seen some of these sites where they're like, hey, if you pay me like a thousand dollars a month to join my club, my investment club, I'm like, get the hell! What are you talking about? That's not investment. You're taking money away from someone. So why don't you just continue to educate? You know. Yeah, but uh, there's a lot of scams out there and, and people don't do their due diligence, what they will do, because DJ NV is a familiar name. And for whatever reason, people go, they will spend their money. I was reading an article the other day where a woman, a scientist, she used to work for the White House. She's gotten older. Uh, she's invested well. She had like over $630,000 in one of her retirement accounts. She got it scammed, all of it. And right. And when they were asking people, because it was a whole article about people getting scammed, it was a black guy, a so-called guru investor. He was taking black people's money left and right. And they were asking him, why did you get involved in this? Because it is clearly a pyramid scheme. And they said, well, he I knew somebody and that person said he was doing well. So I got in and he said, you know, you're doing if it's he, he was doing like 70 percent, getting 70 percent uh, return on investment. And it's like that's ridiculous amount of money and you're putting in. So people don't do their due diligence. People go along with people that, oh, he made some money and I know him. And that's what the guy said. He's like, I know I was dumb, but he brought me here and I'll, I'll never do it again. But, yeah, that's why I did it. And people kept saying the same thing. Other people that I knew. They were doing it. And so I did it. And so we, well, that's what, a lot have of, that of us have a follow mentality when it comes to even our money. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, I kind of spoke in too soon. Oh, I'm so sorry, Pat. I apologize. I was just saying, I had um, jumped in a little too soon. I was going to try to play like it was, the, you know, my mic or something, but I just was anxious. <laughs> But the DJ Envy situation, like you say, is, is because now, it's not you, DJ Envy, you, right? That's why it's he's getting... the guy he had on his show. But he's also being sued, I believe, because you people believed you. You know, they're doing it because of your word. Now, I guess we'll see if that's a actionable. And offense. also, people are he's been he's he's also being because people don't know for sure that he wasn't involved mm. in the scam, right. or like he wasn't get kickbacks from pulling. People in, and he said, well, I didn't know. It's like, but you have to do your due diligence or you'll be liable. You can't be willing people into stuff you don't know about. The investigation is ongoing because they're Mm going to find out, they're trying to find out, did he know? Mm -hmm. Speaking of lawsuits, the one that I love 
is where the jury awards 148 million in damages to Georgia election workers over Rudy Giuliani's 2020 vote lies. This is from the Amsterdam News, one of the oldest black-owned newspapers in Harlem. Lindsay Whitehurst and Alana Durkin, Richard, wrote this. So a jury awarded 148 million in damages on you know, to former Georgia election workers who sued Rudy Giuliani for this defamation over lies he spread about them in 2021 that upended their lives with racist threats and harassments. Wandria Shea Moss and her mother, Ruby Freeman, became the target of false conspiracy theory pushed by Giuliani. Now, this is important. On the witness stand, Moss and Freeman described fearing for their lives as hateful messages poured in. Freeman described strangers banging on her door and recounted fleeing her home after people came with bullhorns and the FBI told her she, the FBI told her you're not safe. Moss told jurors she tried to change her appearance. She seldom leaves her home and she suffers from panic attacks. And their greatest wish is that no one, no election worker or voter or school board member or anyone else ever experiences anything like what they went through. You all matter and you are all important. I mean, thoughts. I'll go to you, Kanice. First thought is good. I hope this makes it so that Giuliani and other people who are spreading lies about these people think twice about it. I think the financial penalty is something that they actually pay attention to because other penalties, clearly they don't. I think Giuliani in this article is saying like, oh, this is absolutely outrageous. And in fact, the fact that it's such a high amount means I'll be able to fight this easily. But I'm happy that he'll be tied up trying to fight this and not out there saying more stuff that's going to hurt black people, but all people by destabilizing democracy. So good. And fuck that guy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. Can I say that I think he should have went to jail? Uh, the only reason that he probably didn't is because the um, it, the it was mental harm and not somebody doing something actually physically to hurt them or whatever. But it was darn near close. It was mayhem down here when um, they were trying to overturn the election with all that stuff. And those women were terrorized. And I really do hope they get some of that money. Well, I, and, go, mm-hmm. I think that he's saying that, that the money is outrageous. It was already proven that they the analysts that analyzes social media said their name came across social media about it's either six or six million times. Mm -hmm. And so the amount of money that you would have to pay to get your name out like that is it was it's like a hundred million dollars. So it makes Mm. sense if if for them to get that amount of money for clearly how you've famed them. And, uh, And so what the cost of what that is because they'll never get oh, yeah. their I wasn't questioning the cost I was saying is. I hope they physically get the money you know you know how sometimes that he's ordered to pay but then they don't actually get the money and all I was saying is right. I hope Girl, they, to the good they, lord they, that they, they get, get nothing but hair dye do you hear me? And I'm just saying, I hope they get <laughs> some of it I hope they get it because they deserve it they were terrorized I, they I just, hope they, yeah. they can get an, I agree I hope they can get enough that that will They'll have enough security mm-hmm. around them that they'll not have to worry about their lives and their livelihood. And be comfortable but, for a number uh, of years. But also, conversely to that, I hope they get enough that he suffers from that. Like he's yes. living in a, 
a Hubble. fucking hovel somewhere, yeah, uh-huh. disgraced and alone, and to the point he's stressed out so much that uh, you know, uh, yeah, he ain't and he's be got other cases. He's an awful, he's an awful human being. I'm, and to I give out their address and he's everything a, else. Mm-hmm. He's an awful human being. On the on the day that they were uh, two days before they started deliberating, this. MF is sitting on the steps and said, are you, do you regret what you said about him? He says, he's and he not says sorry. no, because what I said about them was true. And he said, no, it wasn't. It's no evidence of that. And he said, wait and see. And he goes back into the courtroom and he doesn't go on, on he doesn't get on the witness stand. So you're lying about them again, but you're so, too much of a fucking coward to go on stay on going on the, the witness stand to say that ever this this invisible evidence you have, which you, you have none because you're a fucking coward and you're a fucking racist coward. And so I hope that he gets, I hope he gets, I hope he, they drag him through. It's like four other lawsuits that people are waging against him. So I hope he never breathes a day in his life without his, like his money coming out of him when the people are not taking his money every when as soon as he gets it. Judy, so Giuliani's own lawyer acknowledged that his client was wrong but insisted that Giuliani was not fully responsible for the vitriol the woman faced. The defense, the defense sought to largely pin the blame on a right-wing website that published the surveillance video of the two women counting ballots. Now, how come we're also not getting the right-wing website? That's... No, but they're suing okay. other people too. So they, they're coming after the... They'll come after the website. They're coming up after everybody that has defamed them. They probably come after Trump too. So they're just doing a, their due diligence. They're going one by one to see if they, they had a, a case with Rudy Giuliani since he was the, since he was the, 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 the worst of the perpetrators and then going down the line systematically, systematically. Where's their support so system for these women? Like, do they have a good, cause I always feel like, I'm their support system, especially since they finna get this money, honey. I'm finna go over there and comfort them, let them know that they got a friend in me, if nobody else. And if you need anything, especially, <laughs> I'm gonna invite girl, them to comedy shows. I'm gonna let them know. No, they can hide in my house. I'm gonna let them know. Like, there's everything here. We got pool table, ping pong. I cook decent. I go out running errands. We, we need a, a network support. that really, like, I don't. I don't hear, maybe it's happening and I don't hear about it, but as as hard as white, racist, right-wing people go in to attack black individuals, we need to just go in as hard, like, you know, like with the guy with the chair incident and all that. Like, I feel like where's our network of people, re- like that Malcolm X moment where you see the people standing outside the window, the Muslims going, yeah, no, we got, it was like that unity just since chills up my spine when I see it. So I just hope they have it. If, if it's not there, I hope it's there. And I just wish we could all be there for these, these ladies. Cause. I, th- I think, um, I don't, I don't know, but I, I would assume that they do have that because there's so many people are supporting the cause and know that they were wrongly accused mm-hmm. and wrongly defamed. Um, especially within the Georgia community, yes. Atlanta community. So uh, I can only pray and hope that they do have that. You know, John Legend, he do stuff for people like, I'm, I'm making up stuff, let me stop. I, I was getting ready to go with it, but now I was like, let me stop oh. making up stuff. I was finished. Now you have a little private celebrity funding stuff for you, you don't even know, and then they got the little, but you got to get in trouble oh, at work. Oh, she really help him? 
Who? He should really help them is Puffy because he needs to watch his reputation. So he, he needs to do something. He need to get in here. This is some good yeah, old PI. He need to get he in here. He needs to have something attached to his name. Yeah, with legacy. Helping women that mm. with mm-hmm. his name that don't have anything to do with rape. Come on, let me help you, Miss. Time Moss. his name come up with a woman is rape. So he needs to attach mm-hmm. his name to a woman, a woman that is not attached to rape. Mm-hmm. Somebody helping folks, huh? It's always taken, making the band. This article, I think, is a lot of fun. We have some serious articles, but this one, the 2024 California law to protect most workers using cannabis on own time. Uh, new uh, California law will soon protect most workers in the state. In just so you know, I'm very clear in California who use cannabis off the off the clock. Last year, Governor Gavin Newsom signed Assembly Bill 2188, adding a section to the California Fair Employment and Housing Act, which bans various forms of employment discrimination. So starting January 1st of 2024, which we are into, it will be illegal for employees, employers to discriminate against hiring, firing or punishing someone based on their use of cannabis when not working and away from the work site. Now, this legislation, of course, does not include if you're working for the government. This legislation does not preempt state or federal laws requiring applicants or employees to be testified for controlled substances as a condition of employment, receiving federal funding or federal licensing related benefits or entering into a federal contract. So if you work for the feds, you cannot smoke. So sad. I feel like they just said you cannot smoke. Right. <laughs> just all that comes down to say is like, yeah. don't work for the feds. Uh, you good. good in California. I wonder, does that apply to like, uh, you know, I think the NFL, I think the NFL's a policy that they are, are allowing yeah, their players employees. to use. No cannabis. But I'm saying, I wonder if it, uh, like the NF, uh, NBA doesn't allow their employees to smoke, but now that it's a federal, I mean, a, a, um, a state law, I wonder if you like, you are, you work, you, you play for the Lakers and you smoking at your house. And you get, um, you know, you might have residual because we out of your system. Mm. And the NBA hold um, you accountable, accountable, or reprimand you or not? Season. I'm just wondering. Is that what that is? Is that what that's speaking to? Like saying, for instance, even with another, maybe you're not the NBA, you're an athletic thing, but like my company, I don't want people here smoking weed. So are you saying they can't? That you can no longer. No, Make but if you're policy. doing it at home and it doesn't, um, if it doesn't infringe on your abilities at work, mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. I, that's why I'm wondering because uh, it's, uh, uh, cannabis has so many medicinal properties, especially when you are an athlete of that caliber, where you you know you can heal and um, you know pain management and all you those kind of things. I just want, that's why I'm wondering. Well, it's saying here. If moving forward, employers can still test employees and potential employees for THC, the major psychoactive ingredient in cannabis that can indicate impairment. So it gets tricky. 
So they, However, the law stops mm. employers from discriminating against them if they test positive for non-psychoactive uh, cannabis metabolites or metabolized THC found in hair, blood, urine. Oh, not the fun, not the fun uh, weed. Yeah, not the fun one. <laughs> the healing. You can only do the healing. <laughs> You know, you do the That's it. Put this cream on you. Oh, I'm sorry. Somebody mixed up my uh, my 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 medicine. <laughs> Somebody mis- mixed up my medicine. They didn't give me the right medicine. Works. It is interesting because there's so much weed in the air now. Like you get contact highs wherever you are. It's like you get tested. You could get discriminated. You get fired just for having a contact high, maybe. My apartment fills up with weed smell like twice a week. And it's not me. I'm not, I I can't smoke, but it just fills up. And I'm like, I guess I'm high today. I don't know. Somebody in my building is smoking. So I guess that means I'm high, but okay. Why why can't you smoke? Oh, like my asthma triggers so quickly. So I can't smoke. So I do like an edible or like half an edible, but I can't smoke. But somebody in my building is smoking. Mm -hmm. And I just like walk around my house like, yep. It's, uh, I know that 3H below me is having a real relaxed day. Okay, hell yeah. Oh, you're in 3H? <laughs> oh, I'm in 4H, but I know 3H is smoking because it raises up and I can smell like my entire apartment. I, I find it amazing that we've gotten to this point where, especially living in New York, that it's everywhere and people are smoking everywhere and I don't do it at all. And I'm oh. like, oh. I do it less because it's more available. Well, no, that's not true. What did I just say? I smoke every night. But um, (laughs) quantifiable goals. (laughs) Right. But how much did you use to smoke? I smoke every night. Yeah, I mean, it's not like a lot. Um, I don't smoke like enough to impair me. I don't think. I always do. It makes Vanessa, my the way that your head just did a slight, like, just a couple degrees, I want to say, like, from center, you went, like, maybe 10 degrees, but it was just a quick little shift that let me know, she's got thoughts about this. Nice. No, I, I, I can't, um, it doesn't serve me. I, I, I don't have any problem with anybody else doing it, but it doesn't serve me. It serves me. It makes my brain too, oh. too fast. Oh, it does? Uh yeah, just I'm spending all the time. It doesn't relax. Maybe it's me. the type. You know, and, there are uh, strains I have the, you can get. Stop it, we people. You've always you always say that I've tried everything that I'm gonna try, and and what I'm doing now is oh, that's perfect. Good. Great. Well, that's important. The part what I do is I do early morning walk, and that gets me on uh, being on high throughout walks? the day. I and love walking high. <laughs> No, not high walks. walks. I'm I'm high off the sunlight. I feel so I used to run. It's cold. The cold doesn't like, being up might raise my mood, but being cold will lower it. So like, you're just like, yay, it's cold. No, the sun actually uh, will wake you up because you need sun in your eyes every morning. But uh, no, no, that gets me. (laughs) I'm very I have a UV light because I'm... they say like before I like just went to therapy, they were like, you sad. So you need get a UV light. And so I got a UV light and that didn't do enough of it. So now I go to therapy, but I still have the UV oh, light. Yeah, UV light. That, that works because I actually did the same thing when I'm a sufferer too of a uh, sad. Uh, what is the seasonal affective disorder? Yeah. Uh, and that's every morning, too. Well, I uh... I get high every day. Keep your goals measurable. 
at night. I have menopause. I have. I need it. It's also because of the breast cancer. So I, I use it. <laughs> it's true. A lot of breast cancer okay. patients in menopausal patients, they use it for like, because I, what does it well, do? I had issues with sleeping. So menopause causes sleep deprivation. It can cause it, 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 anxiety. A lot of women with menopause uh, are, they're, they're susceptible to murder. Uh, I mean, like, <laughs> Funny, not suicide, but murder. <laughs> there, are, there, are, there's a lot we're, of we we go to murder other people when we hit menopause. Oh, a, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, there's not enough data, but there are cases. No, there is not enough data. They don't, they don't they don't research uh, women's issues. See past. They don't really do it when you're uh, of childbearing age, but definitely not afterwards. Yeah. Girl, you're going to die anyway. Don't worry about this research. My gynecologist looked at me and said to me, you want to know how many studies are done about women going through menopause? And I said, how many? She goes, one. That's it. That is why. You know how many studies is done about um, men and their dick pills? Uh-uh, how many? Uh, it's still, it's every five minutes doing they're doing on, a, a study because they think they can get a better dick pill. There's a better dick That's, out here for you. That's why you have Holly. It's a better dick pill. If you look on Instagram right now, Holly Berry is actually going to Congress to advocate for women going through menopause because of the fact it's just like during our cycles, they don't believe us when we're having like intense cycle pains and bleeding and, and all that. It's the same thing with menopause. Menopause does create rage in women, like mm-hmm. uncontrollable rage. I have uncontrollable rage at times that I didn't understand, right? They're the fact mm-hmm. that I don't have an explanation for... Is that why you write letters? Yes, actually. Yeah, it is part of it. <laughs> to help but, you, right. <laughs> I think you were doing that before I menopause. was, but it escalated. <laughs> there was an escalation. So... She's writing two a days now. Yeah. Oh, can I say this about the period? Since we Go ahead. I was listening to NPR and there's a, a cool documentary coming out called Periodical or something. And it talks all about administration and periods and period poverty and, and menopause. Talks a lot about menopause and about what, who, which lady is it? Um, she's a really good actress and she suffered from early menopause, like when she was in her thirties, maybe it's Naomi Watts, maybe. Mm -hmm. And she talked a lot about it Mm. and, and the taboo about it. And, and it also talks about all the myths that people have about period and about menses in general and the evolution of it. And I thought that it would be something really cool for, um, I know I wanted to check it out. So it's called periodical. I'm trying to see Lena light playa. Ooh, I'm not saying it right. Pillow flight plight. The lady on NPR wasn't saying it good either, so I don't feel real bad. But it's spelled P L I. She wasn't saying it good either. P L Y T E. And they want to <laughs> take down some of the destigmatize a lot of the, the um, conversations around periods and and uh, make more accessible, you know, and just the fact that uh, make more accessible the products and the and the information and resources that we need because um, half of the population goes through monthly bleeding and the and and the beginning of it and the stopping of it and how life changes and moves around the bleeding so and <laughs> life some... is life moves around the bleeding go ahead <laughs> wait have you guys seen it's it's on instagram probably tiktok first i i just see it on instagram because i'm late but 
it's a lady who walks around and she asks dudes questions about like vaginas period stuff like that and it always gets me how little dudes know about it like it's truly a thing that half of the population goes through and dudes are just like like two pads or like a hundred pat like they have no idea what what the scale is or any of that it just makes me laugh every time and yet we have to know at a certain age dicks change and like how hard they get and how often they get hard like why do i know this because i want to when you can't (laughs) know anything about me right like why do i have to know about this if you aren't going to try to learn anything about a vagina why do i have to know all this dumb bullshit about penises stop Stop it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Listen, this is the thing that I was going to say. I meant to say this a while ago when I had Dana Frank on the show who talks about menopause. Black women whose menopause symptoms are generally more frequent and last for more years. Mine's been going for five years now. Also face workplace discrimination, pay inequity and stigma. The studies on black and these women are more likely than white women to report unfavorable work outcomes in midlife, along with poorer health and well-being. So, like, we're, we're it's a serious situation where, you know, uh, you're losing work, you're losing money, you're not being taken serious. It's the same thing that happens when people don't give you when you say, oh, I got really strong menstrual cycle. I can't come in today. And people look at you like you're crazy and they go, I don't believe that. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just, and but there's an actual crisis when it comes to this because it, it's the it's it's the stigma that goes with it, and then women are already getting paid less, and then women are already looked at differently, and then when you ask for what you want, and then you go off, and then you murder. Here, oh, here it comes. I knew. Oh, thank you, thank here you. It comes you. All right. <laughs> Come on, educate, educate. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of times you like the rage is real for these women. Like they lose themselves in menopause. Like mine is not that intense. I'm joking. But like a lot of women lose themselves in menopause and there's nothing there to support them. Nothing there to help them. You talk, Pat, you were there when I said it on stage. I mentioned it and you could feel the whole room just go... (gasps) Please mm-hmm. don't talk about menopause, but mm-hmm. we have to. It's a, and it's, it strikes me when I was in that room too. It just strikes me how uh, being majorly uh, uh, will push pull back a little bit about oh, there's a here's a woman talking about periods again. Like it's like you you talk about your erections all the time. This is something that happens to us all the time. Why should we talk about it? Why are, we, are you demeaning something that is a natural um, process that I have to go through daily? And as as my lived experience, I want to talk about it. Mm. Fuck you. I definitely think. And I said it's not it's as it should be as normal as talking about as and they all do it. Every male comic, uh, almost I'll say ninety nine Point nine has a joke about some type of erection jacking off. So and yeah, then, we can talk yeah. about that. And we white definitely men can all talk day about long periods, talking uh, about their dick ain't as big as black men, and you know. So it's like, come on. But um, it, it's the fun. It's the best way. What was it that happened to me this weekend? Oh, I was on stage headlining at the City Winery, and someone walked in to give a tour while I was on stage. And then they casually started 
tour of the stage of the tour of the winery of, of the room that <laughs> I was funny. performing in as I was on stage. And I guess I'm so casual on stage that they thought they could actually talk to me. And they go, um, yeah, they, they, I don't know. And, uh, you know, I'm used to like distractions. So I just was, but I used the most uncomfortable thing for them. I said, oh, you just entered the room while we were talking about vaginas and how dry they can get. <laughs> Great tour. And uh, <laughs> the guy was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, see you later. Right. You know, you know, it's like if you don't come guys. and interrupt my show, then I'm going to give you the the thing that'll run you off. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's amazing. Amazing. Anyway. This has been a wonderful show. We have to leave it here. I want to thank you all for being just amazing comedians, friends, black women doing it in 2024. Get that board up and and quantitatively do it, yo. Quantify that thing. Quantify it. Quantify I'll start thing. with you, Kanice. Where can our listeners find you Okay. Listeners can find me on at Kenise Mobley on all the platforms. Uh, So that's Instagram. I'm going to still call it Twitter, Facebook, all that. Find me there. I am going to be at Littlefield doing my solo show, Don't Kill Yourself Yet, on January 30th at 8 p.m. And I need to move tickets. So please, for the love of God, come. That would be fantastic. And with friends like us, we can identify who benefits from these systems that keep us down. So who benefits from us feeling shame around our periods? Who benefits from spreading election lies about our work? And we can hold them the fuck accountable because they need to pay Right, yes. very well said. Yes. Come on through. Woo! Come through with you a word. Can't with that, with the loud mic, the dirty mic. Which the say. dirty, <laughs> you dirty mic, you. you dirty mic, Vanessa. Yo, fraction, oh, fraction. Yo, it's always a pleasure being on Friends Like Us. You can find me at Vanessa Fraction on all your social media outlets. Visit VanessaFraction.com. Subscribe to my YouTube. Listen to me on the Nappy Boy Radio podcast, hosted by T. Pain. I'm one of the co-hosts, so we hope that you all listen to our season three. And with friends like us, and with friends like us, um, you can. Um, ooh, I, I thought I'd be smoother than this. With friends like this, with friends. Did like- you take cannabis? Is it like, is it affecting your work? <laughs> it's actually not. Should I'm actually. I'm not. I, the, the wine I had didn't barely affect me. I just. I, I put the cannabis out, so I'm not really sure why I'm. Not at my at my peak, but I had a very awesome weekend. And so with friends like us, you can call upon us and we will rise to the occasion, even when we're very tired because we appreciate and love each other. So, yeah. Yeah. Are you saying you showed up and you was tired? Oh, I was always this close. I was this close to canceling, but I was like, that's not what a friend would do. And you make a commitment and you show up. So no matter how tired I was, I put these sunglasses on and, and said, let's go. Okay, Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> Beyonce. <laughs> Pat? I just want everybody to know that uh, George Jetson <laughs> is actually, he will be, uh, <laughs> he will be two years old next year in 2024. And we need to think like George Jetson is thinking. We need to think innovation. We need to think uh, flexibility. Uh, flexibility. Yes, in this changing times. George Jetson has no idea that Elroy 
his wife, Jane, they're all coming to his life. He has no idea that. So right now he's like we are uh, ignorant, but just hopeful. And that is my message for 2024 Um, with friends like us. And I love you all. uh, It's always a great opportunity to see just black women and just in any way that I can to be supportive in your endeavors to achieve whatever measurable, quantifiable goals that you want to achieve for 2024. I I just feel like I'm blessed in this moment uh, because I love black women. I absolutely do. They've been my friends, my lovers, my confidence, my uh, support system for all my life. So um, with friends like us, you can always find a level of achievement that you excel to, and you can steal at that level. You can steal every piece of dime that you can from the white man. Do it, girl, do it. Get your money, get your coins. Except if you in DEI department. Exactly, thank you. Thank you. I love it. Don't make us look bad. Congratulations, Pat, on your your nuptials, uh, getting there, your engagement. Slow slow your roll on the nuptials. We all celebrate it. She's a beautiful woman. I met her. She's fun. She's funny. She had, she's just, I'm so happy for you. It's just a, it's a perfect match. I, I really just, I'm so happy for you. You guys, I can't wait yeah, for you to meet her. Cause she's my right amount of silly she's boy. Just, they're, they're like little kids <laughs> in the back of the comedy club. I'm watching Aww. them. They're giggling. They're happy. It's just nothing better to see just two individuals in love and happy. So congratulations on that in, the, in your new year. And um, yeah, for Marina Franklin, just go to my website, marinafranklin.com. I'll be at the Still Stacks in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Go to my website to get those tickets. Link tree in my bio on all social medias and my website. And with friends like us for 2024, make sure you get your mammograms, please, ladies. Early detection is your best protection. If you have dense pressed tissue, make sure you enforce it. Ask for an ultrasound because they don't find everything with a mammogram. But if you feel something, say something. And these hospitals are suffering right now. So if you don't feel comfortable there, go somewhere else. But you have to advocate for yourself as black women in all areas and forms in 2024. I want to thank you all so much for being here. You're absolutely a treat today. Check us out. Check us out. Yeah.